to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations, and Tarot Medicine for your highest evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome to November and happy Samhain. Happy Halloween. I recorded this baby specially uh, to make sure that it was up and out for sacred Samhain, All Hallows Eve, however you choose to um, express your love of this incredible day, if you observe it at all. I love it. I call it Samhain, and that's what I'm going to refer to it as because this is my house, (laughs) so I'll call it what I like. Um, Yeah, wow, we're going to get into that, but yeah, blessed be this powerful day. I'm coming at you live right now from Sedona, Arizona. And by the time this podcast goes out, goes live, I'll be in Joshua Tree, touring around, going to be making a a stop in Los Angeles this weekend. Um, More about that in a bit. Today is our monthly medicine episode. And wow, what a month. When I pulled these cards, I thought, okay. This is definitely the first time that I'm going to be walking through in this kind of collective reading what looks like a kind of a spiky month in terms of the, you know, movement, the movement of what it is that we're going to be moving through, um, well, the movement of what we're going to be moving through, but the, the frequency of what it is that we're going to be moving through as a collective. Spiky perhaps isn't quite the right word, but there's some chop to it. (laughs) And I'm rather excited to offer the opportunity to look at cards like five of cups and five of swords as being these really beautiful opportunities because I do truly see them that way. And that is how they're channeled to me. And um, we'll definitely get into how they're going to be showing up for us this month. Um, So I'm going to get into the monthly medicine in a moment, but first I want to start with the fact that today is sacred Samhain. So why am I calling it Samhain? The origin of Halloween dates back over 2000 years and evolved from the Celtic festival of Samhain, which kind of looks like Samhain, but it's pronounced Samhain. And Samhain, um, at that time, uh, the Celts felt that Samhain was, well, first of all, a day to honor the dead, which we also carry through many different cultural, I know, backgrounds and beliefs. But November 1st was considered to be the first day of the year for the Celts back in the day, back over 2000 years ago. And Samhain was the day, kind of like their New Year's Eve, this opportunity to kind of drop in with this idea of honoring the process of death, honoring the process of sacred death, honoring the shedding of something old. This is the idea right now, Scorpio season, etc. Um, this day represented a kind of a portal an energetic portal into a new cycle. And we, no matter where we are in the world, can still, even with like 
hooking up at Halloween parties and <laughs> getting too drunk or, you know, dressing up like a kitty, what, whatever makes you happy, going out with your child, trick-or-treating, or if you're trick-or-treating, whatever your, whatever your flow is, watching horror movies, that can exist quite joyfully with the potential, if this calls to you, to mark this day as being the start of a new cycle. Because it is. It is very powerfully. In terms of like portals of transformation and change, I feel like you'd be really hard pressed <laughs> to find a more powerful day than this day. The veil is thinner today than it is any other day of the year. Uh, the fact that we are honoring it over on this side of the hemisphere in autumn, in Scorpio season, just as things are cresting over into the kind of spiral of death, moving more into hibernation, introspection, sort of into the placenta, into the void. I find it very extremely powerful, very oddly, very comforting that on the other side of the hemisphere, they are moving through their warm season, which is just yet another piece of proof that death and birth come from the same place, that there is no one without the other, and that it is quite beautiful to consider that there can be um, just as much potential in sacred death as in sacred birth. And they really, again, kind of come through the same veil. So uh, today I am sure that you will do whatever feels right, if it feels right. Of course, I'm not the authority and I, I do not hold, I'm not the keeper of the way. But if you're interested in dropping into a Samhain ritual that kind of represents this frequency. I'm an Irish lass. This is part of my culture and heritage. I descend from Celts. <clears throat> I'm all about this shit. <laughs> I'm all about Samhain. So if you're interested in dropping into this kind of portal of medicine, a really beautiful thing um, to do that's just so simple is to become quiet and still today. There are a couple of different reasons why this is a really lovely thing to do. The first is that if we want to connect, if we're drawn to kind of make a greater connection to um, the spirits around us, to the people who we love, who have passed around us, to any communication that we want, want to engage with that's in alignment and highest and best for all, this is the day to offer your messages, your blessings, your last words, what you'd like to say. If there's something on your heart that you'd like to share, of course, we can do that anytime when someone has passed. We can do that while we're driving, while we're hanging out. You know, the spirit world is available to us always, but this can be a really beautiful moment when it can feel so close. So if you're interested in dropping in, it's so beautiful to make a ritual out of just um, deep prayer, deep connection. If that's part of your practice, it's really lovely to, to drop into that. Um, something that I really love to do and do pretty much every year on Samhain is a burning ritual. Um, I do honor this as kind of my ancestral new year. And so when I, um, when I observe this idea, I will write down 
everything that is kind of, I see as being ready to shed from me. Like if I am the snake, what is the skin that's getting ready to be peeled off and back? Um, what am I noticing? What am I aware of? It's less about what I want to let go of and more about what wants to let go of me. What are the leaves on my tree that are starting to turn beautiful jewel-toned colors that are getting ready to leave so that there can be more room for my tree not to be feeding anything but to be going within um, gaining and garnering my resources. It's kind of this really beautiful chance to drop into that. And you can think of that idea of snake, of leaves falling from a tree. And um, some questions to ask can also be, you know, what have we released in the past year? How have we changed? How are we different from where we were 12 months ago on this day? What are we ready to give birth to? Remember, birth and death happen in the same portal where there's a release. There's also an opportunity for an expansion, for something to grow. What's ready to grow? What are the little seedlings, even now in sort of this, you know, movement of getting closer to winter? Um, There are just some beautiful things to drop in with and consider here. And then I like to write anything that comes to mind down. And on this particular day, I do like to really um, offer up some some big time love to, to my ancestors because this is a really powerful practice. And of course, the idea of honoring, you know, Halloween Day of the Dead goes way beyond. But the idea of Samhain observing that, I'm just speaking about that because that's my heritage. So <clears throat> there's just, again, some really beautiful ways to honor that and observe it. It's quite lovely. And if you have a completely tradition, completely different tradition for Halloween, that's so beautiful. And I encourage you to, to love that up and enjoy it. And if this resonates with you, it's all yours. Um, but yeah, I will write down anything that comes to mind and then I burn it. I burn it either in a fireplace if I'm lucky enough to have access to that or in a fireproof, kind of pot or in my sink or whatever, uh, safe place (laughs) that I can burn things in. Um, another thing I love to do is to take a ritual bath and there's no, I'm not like a hardcore ritual bath recipe gal. So whatever feels good. I love to combine kind of cedar and rosemary and cypress and all different kinds of really deep, resinous herbs, herbaceous things, um, kind of deep toned herbs and, um, essential oils. And, um, I love to work with one willow apothecary's ghost pipe and carnelian essence. It's one of my favorite things. You may not be able to have access to that. Um, you know, by like today, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, you can imagine, but if you do have it, I, I love, um, I absolutely love to use it. It's pretty great. And gosh, let me think. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll work with my death card, um, 
just drop into that. But yeah, whether you're um, celebrating Halloween, Samhain, Day of the Dead, whatever your flow is, I wish you a happy, healthy, joyous, beautiful um, connection with your guides, your ancestors, your loved ones, those who have passed around you, those who've passed on before you. Uh, I bow to you in this sacred cycle, this most holy day. It is a very holy day, very special day for me. And um, a really beautiful chance to transition into a whole new cycle. And uh, I'm very grateful to be walking through this portal with all of you. Um, okay. Yeah, let's go right into the medicine. The mantra for this month came in so sharp and clear as things do when you're in places like Sedona. <laughs> there will be no sirens today. If there is a siren it, during this recording, I will laugh my ass off because I'm in the middle of nowhere. But <clears throat> it would be so funny if that I would. I would laugh. Um, yeah, this came through sharp and clear. One word, recenter. One word. Let's think about where we are right now. We're in Scorpio season, moving from Scorpio to Sagittarius in the month of November. We're just about a year. We're going to be a year on the 7th to the election day. One year since there has been a tectonic shift to the frequency of this planet that has been monumental. I don't care who you voted for. There's no denying it. Um, we're coming up on one full turn around the sun to that day. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. I would say that it's been on different levels for different people. Um, something, the energy of this year from November to November, that there's been a lot of trying to get our heads up above water to keep up. And I'm, I'm even moving beyond the idea of the election in America, but this idea of kind of trying to keep up, there's this really great Jim Gaff, uh, Gaffigan uh, quote where he talks about how um, he has five kids and um, he's, I think he, well, anyway, he talks about, um, having five kids is feeling like you're drowning uh, and then somebody hands you a baby. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that that's about having multiple children, but I've thought of that quote many times in this past year, frankly, because it has felt that way. Like there's a lot of effort to stay, uh, to keep up with the amount of waves and change and the cycles of intensity that have been ramping up um, as of late, but really from November to November, especially now we're coming up again on the full year anniversary of that. And it has been like, we've been in these super intense times, times and, and in frequencies, like literally the planet's never seen before. And then we're kind of handed a baby and handed a baby and handed a baby and handed more things to process and deal with. So, um, there's been a lot to recenter from this year and it hasn't quite happened yet. And that's totally fine. It's not like I'm doing it and you're not doing it or they're doing it and this person's not doing it. 
as a collective, there hasn't been yet a sealing of the internal realm around what this particular year has been. I got a lot, a lot about the marking of the year for this November and what happened both on a collective level and on an individual level with us last November. And my last November, November 2016, was really fucking intense. And I'm guessing yours was too. (laughs) Because there was more than just the election. There were many different things that went down last November that it's very, very important to begin to bring a little love and light to. Now, I want to just say something very bluntly. Bringing love and light um, is not... uh, Well, first of all, maybe let me correct my languaging there. Rather than love and light, what I'm talking about is gentleness and compassion, which is, I think, a very important distinction to make because there's been a really... um, I think it's very important to remember that even though this is a time of tremendous evolution, change, transition, transmutation across the board, compassion and taking time to restore is not weakness and it's not laziness and it's not being poor allies. It's being responsible human beings who are valuing the fullness of their personal tank in order to be of service. It's in fact the least selfish thing we could do. So when we're talking about recentering, we're talking about a process of personal individual recentering in order to serve the whole. It's very similar to what we moved through in September, but in kind of a different way. Um, In September, we were kind of incubating to activate in this whole different way. In this month, um, we're going to be getting a lot of opportunities, a lot of maybe even trigger points, a lot of lessons, a lot of chances to um, have something really come up, process it, and recenter and move forward, not forgetting about it, not waving it away, not uh, like kind of white... um, like, uh, bypassing or anything like that, just really not going there, not taking it on as this wonderful comedian. I know just shared on a podcast that I love, um, just not taking it on. And that doesn't mean that we don't own our pain and our, what it is that we're going through. It means that we create the space to center into our truth and part of that really does come from a process of recentering, just noticing, observing, practicing non-attachment while also honoring the fact that something is here, wanting to get our attention, that we are feeling something, of course, whatever it might be, recentering into our truth and stepping forward in wise response, not flailing, not freaking out, not attacking, but in our center. If we are not in our center, there is no way we can get centered again. There is no way that there can be a synthesis, a healing, a full evolution in order to step forward. So 
this process of recentering is really, really important. Um, it's also sort of in alignment again on this hemisphere with this idea of kind of turning toward winter because <laughs> the idea of recentering happens in kind of this introspective way. Um, and we're not necessarily talking about withdrawing. We're talking about review and kind of inquiring and stepping into certain things and really taking the time to come full circle through an experience rather than coming a quarter of a way or halfway and either re-triggering ourselves over and over and over again or not quite being able to deal with something. Um, it's about truly engaging, truly moving full circle through an experience again and again and again. Um, old habits, old beliefs, old patterning that aren't serving us, it's out of here period. This is the idea of this month. No more fucking around. No more fucking around for me, for you, for everybody. No more fucking around. If there's shit that has been holding us back, if there's shit we're still getting snagged on, still getting caught on, if there's stuff we're not quite able to fully click in with, fully drop in with, <coughs> excuse me, working through a bit of a cold here. It's going to come up for us to recenter, period, because we can't hold that anymore. How can we really help if our, if our arms are full with shit that we don't even want to carry anymore? November's the time to let it fall. It's the time to let it drop. It's not like we've got to drop it like in this pressured way or that we're trying to never look at certain things again. That's not quite like that. What we're talking about is really quite gentle, actually. It's noticing. It's offering ourselves the actual space and time to process, not just taking to social media or snapping back at someone or completely freezing. It's actually developing practices that take us into ourselves with proper anchors of support. If we have trauma or if we need that, I definitely do with my practices. I might talk a little bit about that at, during um, my lesson episode. Um, but we need to be able to actually process, actually come into our center in order to fully begin the process of change that our planet needs most strongly right now. So it's internal work in order to affect the external. And also, believe you me, we're going to be recentering around external things too. Big time, big time this month. So if there's a trigger, if there's something that comes up, it is wise in our working with it to remember this idea of recentering. Recentering looks different for everyone. It could be a pause. It could be taking time to kind of let the chemistry drain from our body. It could be that we've got shit to say, and that's part of the process of recentering. Whatever it is for you, giving yourself the time to recenter before there's a movement forward connects us with our channel, connects us with the part of us that was wounded, connects us with the part of us, it, every part moves forward together. 
there's no spiritual or unspiritual response to anything. Sometimes the most loving thing we can do is tell someone to go fuck themselves for real. I'm not into necessarily, um, not being direct when the moment calls for it. Um, although I prefer to communicate nonviolently in most, in fact, probably 99% of cases, but there's times, there's times. So it's not about trying to recenter. So your gentle, loving light, like floating above the clouds. No, no, it's recentering. So we're speaking with our truth, offering others our true medicine so that they can really hear us. They can be changed. If they're not changed, that's fine. We can keep recentering, moving in our direction. So it's very subtle. It's not really going to click in until we feel it. We will feel it this month. Believe me, we will feel it. And the irony is that all of this work is being done so we can tune in much, much, much more deeply with our intuition. We're working with Queen of Cups this month. It's all about going real deep into a really internal space so that we can clear in order to be of higher service and in order to be lighter in terms of the weight we're carrying on this planet. There are certain things we simply don't need to carry anymore, period. And it's very hard to help clear old ancestral patterns when we are still moving through them which is why Samhain is such an important mile marker for us to move into this month observing, in my very humble opinion, because, you know, I'm a white lady and it's part of, um, you know, my job on this planet right now to educate myself, to be an advocate as best as I can, And part of that means um, being able to clear some of the shit that I'm carrying so that I can be an open ear for anyone who might have anything to say to me that, you know, egoically might be hard to hear. But if I'm not identified, it will be easy, which is the idea. It's how we evolve. It's like welcoming discomfort. So that's just like one example. There are so many examples even beyond the idea of race, um, which is as important as it gets, but even how we're engaging with our fellow man, with our fellow woman, with our fellow human being, everything and anything that we're carrying, any old, again, beliefs, patterns, habits that we're kind of clinging onto and that we haven't fully recentered around letting them go to clear space to make room for new, beautiful seeds to be planted, beautiful beliefs to be planted. Um, Anything around that area, that's what November is about. However that manifests itself in your life, whether that's allyship, stewardship, standing up, being a more strong active, um, sorry, being more strong in our activism, being more strong in our service, being more strong in our motherhood and our friendships and our connections with our parents, or maybe our lack of connection with our parents, whatever it is, recentering is really the liberation that sets us free this month. 
So the medicine of the month, what came up in terms of the wild soul tarot collective reading for the month ahead, the medicine of the month is five of cups reversed. So five of cups reversed, I, I, this is interesting because I feel like intuitively something's coming around the bend that's a little bit more, um, I don't know, there might be some stuff this month in terms of um, actual external resolutions to old cycles, like there might be something very important, good, that might be coming up because five of cups reversed is positive. Um, any five in the tarot is a contraction energy. So anytime we're in a five, it's an opportunity to really go down into the bone, into the marrow, to really work on the idea of how we are believing in a situation, what we are identified with, how we are identified with a certain emotion, and how we take action with that emotion. So one example is that when we're in a contraction, it's very wise not to make any big decisions because chances are when we're contracted, we're either in fear, angry, tired, tight, sad, or desperate. And when we're in those experiences, we will make decisions that are not always for our highest and best good. They're based in desperation or in fear. And when we make decisions from those places, they don't always turn out in the way that they're, they could if we waited just a beat and paused. Uh, of course, we don't always get that privilege and that luxury, but ideally, if we're pulling a five for a reading, that's how we want to treat it, is that we will take a breath and respond, react, make choices in this life from a place of willingness to ride the contraction out and move into a place where we're a little lighter, we're a little bit more expanded, we can see with a little bit more clarity. Five of Cups is an experience of being in the dark in some way and having absolutely no evidence in front of us that the light is coming. Um, cups are all about emotion. This is an emotional month. It's just kind of the way of it. It's Scorpio, it's death, it's like fall, it's or spring, wherever you are, it's intense. Um, it's not anything to fear, it's the idea. That's what we're doing here. Is we're feeling big and expressing big and clearing in a really big way. Um, so in the Rider weight, the being in the five of cups only sees the spilled cups. He does not see the two full cups behind him. He can't yet because of the fog of emotion. It takes a really long time in that card. And by the way, I'm not <clears throat> even advocating that we should try and rush it. It's part of the grief process. It takes however long as it takes to be able to work through our emotions in such a way that we actually are able to kind of turn around and see like, whoa, there might be something here for me. Interesting. You know, and kind of moving in that direction where we're tuning in with what could be possible for us around the bend that we can't see. That's five of cups when it's not reversed. When reversed as we got it for this month, it's about embodying and, in, and kind of experiencing the aha moments that come 
from turning our head and seeing the two full cups. So again, there is a recentering happening, whether it's happening kind of politically uh, or completely universally, individually, I don't know. I suspect a little bit of everything, but it's this understanding of coming full circle and actually, believe it or not, starting to get a taste of what it is to say around our lives in perhaps ways that we've been moving through for years, wow, I don't love that I lost these three cups, but I do see that there are two waiting for me. I do see that there's something here. Interesting. Why don't I take a moment? Why don't I pause with this and check in with what might be here that I was never expecting, that I was never looking for, and yet has presented itself to me? Why don't I consider what it would be to drink from that? to imbibe from that, to experience from that. So the medicine of the month is looking for light in places that we normally wouldn't. Starting to see the um, opportunities for growth and change and evolution without labeling them as being fair, unfair, hard, easy, whatever. Just starting to see ourselves as just as much a part of this ecosystem as any animal, every plant, every rock, any tree, all growing through our circumstances that we are being given, evolving and changing to make life better for everyone. So the more we look for the two full cups, which is going to be a lot easier, the reversal is always for five of cups, a lot lighter in, at least in my experience, than it would be when it's not reversed. So the more we're looking for those two full cups and drinking from that experience rather than continually trying to get drops out of what cups have fallen, what cups are empty, we're going finally, finally going to be able to, with love, with a lot of grace, with a lot of gratitude, with maybe some grief, bow away from the empty cups in our life moving toward the ones that are full. It's a subtle thing, but a completely mind-blowing thing, a completely transformative thing. Think about how many times a day you look to empty cups for a drink. I do it all the time. I'm celiac. I just found that out three years ago. You best believe that your homegirl wants donuts all the fucking time. Gluten-free, not the same. That is a humorous and very light example of what it is to look for empty cups. There are some very intense, very, very intense examples missing a loved one who's passed. Not saying to like sweep that cup away, but there might be an opportunity to look for the fullness that could be existing in alignment with that and probably more appropriately, looking for something to come from an ex who is still earthbound, who's never really going to be available to give us what we want, ever. Those are more particularly, more appropriately, the things to kind of say, I'm willing to try something new here. That's the kind of recentering we're talking about. The What we're releasing in October 
Six of Swords. Six of Swords is about the exchange of giving, receiving, and especially receiving support and help from others to, um, well, it can be a range of things with Six of Swords, right? There's been a pattern. I understand it. Um, but this is what this is speaking to. There's been a pattern a little bit in the collective recently where, um, there's a lot of emphasis on needing to get our existence validated by another person. Um, needing to know we're okay, uh, from another person. Now I have PT, you know, have PTSD, um, have PTSD, I guess. I don't feel like I do, but I'm, I do. (laughs) I don't know. Um, and it's really fucking important when you're in the throes of PTSD or trauma. Sometimes you don't know, am I okay? Is this okay? Or is the ground under my feet or is everything really fucked? That's not what I'm talking about. That's really different. What I'm talking about is a form, and I say this with love, of laziness. What I'm talking about is um, not beginning to flex and strengthen the muscles of our own self-empowerment, our own knowing, absolutely knowing that we are okay, that there is potential for recentering in any moment and not necessarily always looking for it, always seeking it in an interpersonal exchange. So what that means is, and why Six of Swords is in the area of what we're leaving behind, is that um, Six of Swords is about interpersonal support, about one person deeply supporting, lifting up, holding up, um, helping to kind of offer a lift to another. And that's beautiful. There's no judgment on my part about that. We need that. That's why we're on this plane together. But if what we're moving toward, what we're moving through in November is Queen of Cups, which is our next card, what we see here is a movement away from necessarily getting external approval that we're, quote, okay, moving away from getting supported in a way that we might not need anymore. Again, disclaimer, if you're somebody who you need that, like just full stop, you need that to live, to live your life, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a level of support that's no longer in alignment. If you deeply need it, of course, you'll always get what you need. Absolutely. Um, What I am seeing though is a movement toward more self-empowerment, more lifting of self, more supporting of self, more checking in, trusting, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't necessarily need this reading. I don't necessarily need to listen to Lindsay's podcast. You might not, you know, you might not. You may, but you also may not. I don't necessarily need to be told that, I'm all right. I can drive my own ship now. I can walk my own path now. It's a beautiful thing. 
So if that's been your flow for a while, I definitely can resonate with that. If that's been your flow, like needing to know that you're making the right choices, like needing to touch in, this might be a really powerful month to practice trusting yourself and to just say, you know, I'm going to, I'm really going to drop in with myself. I'm going to take the time to really tune in. And if I'm doing my due diligence in that area, then my next step will be to trust that and to trust that anything that comes from that will offer me a really important opportunity to learn something, period. And if what we're moving into is Queen of Cups, Queen of Cups is double water. She is as deep as it goes, as deep as the ocean. She is a woman without language. She is a deep listener. She literally, I think sometimes like speaks the language of the whales. She is beyond deep, beyond receptive, beyond profound. She's in an island all her own and yet is warm and welcoming. She represents the deepest pool of intuitive knowing that is accessible by a human being. Queen of Cups is as deep as it goes. And that is what we're being called into. That is what we are moving through in November. We're not talking about a kind of a dark depth like the moon. We're talking about jewel ocean waves. We're talking about swimming with whales and with dolphins. We're talking about swimming in the pool of our inner knowing, visiting those kind of caves of the heart and gardens of the heart that only we can access. It is a journey into the self, a journey into our inner knowing. We are as a collective, recentering from old patterning and beginning to actually strengthen the root systems of our truth, which is, by the way, the start of the healing of this planet. So it's a really big deal. Anything we can do to drop into Queen of Cups is great. If you have access to water, that's great. If you just have some quiet time where you're just being, sipping your tea, looking outside, watching the leaves change, watching the sky change, that's enough. Leaving a little time to be at your altar every day. We are going to be drawn within. Take that opportunity. It's really important. And the gentle message from Divine made me laugh because Five of Swords is a rough-ass energy. <laughs> so this is what that tells us. When we ask a question, because guys are funny, you know, they're cheeky. Um, they can be very cheeky. So here's the deal. When we ask a question like, can I have a gentle message from Divine? And we get a card that is... Um, not very gentle. Uh, it's their way of kind of saying like, maybe it's not necessarily going to be gentle. Or if you want to be gentle, you can bring that energy to anything, anything that arises in your field. Just understand that the lessons are very important this month. And that's what they're saying. That's why the presence of Five of Swords is really important here. Five of Swords is the recentering card. Here's how Five of Swords operates. This is kind of the deal. It's like a mini devil card. When we're in Five of Swords, we make kind of a bet. We make a gamble. We make a decision. And 
we often kind of trip and fall and get hurt. Not literally, obviously, but um, it's a hold my beer, watch this moment where we really can get ourselves into a situation where we look back and think, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, why did I, why did I say that? Or why did I not take my medication for three weeks? Or why, why did I just blow $500 on crystals when like, that's all the money I have for the next month. And now I can't return these crystals and I've just got them. Whatever it is, um, five of swords is not life or death. It isn't. Um, but it is an experience that it is the great teacher of recentering. Because what do we do if we don't take our medicine for three weeks? Ideally, we fucking honor it. And we say, okay, I didn't. There's probably some really important reasons for that. But for right now in this moment, I haven't taken my medication in three weeks. And the first thing I need to do is call my doctor and get my ass in their ASAP and readjust, recenter, period, period. It's the same thing if we fall off the wagon in a life of recovery, we call our sponsor, period. We don't keep going. We don't loop into a cycle of destruction. That may come up for us, but we can take action in a way that is indicative of our willingness to be in our center. We spent $500 on crystals. We spent $500 on crystals. I've done it. <laughs> and here I am. I stand before you, a woman who is not broke, who has totally spent too much money on bullshit and has learned that there are usually very important reasons why I've done that in my life. Usually fear, usually fear that if I've got some extra abundance, that it'll go away. Um, the more compassion, awareness, and wisdom I can have around that, the more I'm going to change that pattern. It's really powerful. So five of swords is the recentering card. It's a cycle of, of it's kind of this repetitive cycle of some kind. So it's usually like where we get snagged or caught or whatever in our lives. Um, again, not life or death typically, uh, but kind of a sting, a bummer. It's, it's, a time when, you know, we thought we would sort of strike out and we miss and we're left with a lesson to learn and an opportunity to recenter. And that actually is precisely why we get this card. It's precisely the teaching and the lesson and the opportunity that gets presented to us in this card is that we learn how to recenter. And that is the point. Literal, literally, that is the point of moving through this card. So the gentle message from divine is echoing exactly, exactly what the mantra is for the month, which was channeled to me before I pulled the cards. It's a month of recentering and not letting the brain fuck around with us about how we're so bad or we're going to be locked in these cycles forever. All of that prevents us from evolving. So we want to bow to those experiences, to those feelings. Like it's, we're not trying to push them away. We're just not letting them drive the car. So recentering means that we get to change the seating arrangements of the car. <laughs> it's really important in order for us to know 
who's behind the wheel. Because whoever's behind the wheel is usually the one doing the talking and the walking and the decision-making. And if it's the inner child, we might not want that. If it's the part of us that really believes that we're constantly fucking up and we're inherently bad or whatever our beliefs might be around that, whatever we happen to be working through. If it's a part of us that's not fully in alignment, not fully recentered, not fully rooted, uh, I don't want that person driving my car. I don't want that person behind the vehicle, behind the wheel of my vehicle. So we have an opportunity to change. It's subtle work. It's very powerful work. It's enormously important work. And we are all being called to move through it collectively and individually this month. This is also echoed, by the way, with the turn, the transition, as we always talk about in these episodes, from Scorpio to Sagittarius. We're moving from the death card, shedding of skin, sacred death, movement, the alchemy of something from one thing into another, kind of the alchemical process, as it were, the transformation from one way to another, the change of something growing to something dying, it becoming compost, feeding the new thing that's growing to temperance, to Sagittarius, also moving from water to fire. Temperance is all about surrender, all about being tempered. If we see the Rider weight card, we're noticing, we can notice the angel in that card, um, the two most important things that are going on in that card is if you look at the angel's feet and if you look at the two cups of water, the angel's pouring water from one cup into another. If you look at your Rider weight card or if you Google it at an angle that by the laws of physics is totally impossible. And if you're looking at the feet of the angel, one is resting its full weight on rock and the other is just floating <laughs> like in the water. So if we observe those two kind of alchemical processes with water, they're both actions and ways of working with this element that as human beings, we're not capable of doing. We're not capable of working with water in that way. We're not capable of floating on water. And we're also not capable of blending fire and water, which is what the angel on the temperance card does. What do we know about this? When we move through the temperance card, we have moved through enough of a death cycle, enough of an ego shedding to give ourselves over to some extent, allowing certain parts of our life to be transformed, transmuted, shifted, kind of blended together in a way that's larger than A, what we can see, and B, what we know ourselves to be humanly capable of. It's an act of really intelligent surrender. And as we give over to that process, we get tempered, literally, like fire or like a sword moving from fire to water. We literally get sharper, we get clearer, and we get closer to connection and to co-creative process with the universe in our lives. So there's something really powerful that happens with that card and the movement from death to temperance is like the movement from really death to rebirth. And we got to be recentered for that shit because if we're still coming at our lives with ego, with stuff that's not really serving us, um, we won't fully be available to be transmuted and shifted and transformed the way temperance likes to do it. 
A lot of change, a lot of transformation, a lot of really powerful recentering happening across the board this month. Um, it should be really, really powerful. The last thing that I want to talk about is the full and new moons of November. So <clears throat> we have a full moon in Taurus and a new moon in Scorpio. Um, full moon in Taurus um, heads in around November 4th. And in that moon ideal for calling forward anything hmm it's interesting I don't know that I've like ever said this someone could catch me in this I'm sure because I probably have said it the full moon in Taurus is really ideal for anything external that you're ready to call into your life a lot of full moons um are really lovely for energetic harvests, for calling in kind of a theme, an idea, a belief, a feeling, um, a concept. The full moon in Taurus is like, if you want to call in your house, <laughs> like if you've been looking for a house, if you've been ready to have a baby, like th this is the moon to create um, a space to call that in. Taurus is deeply connected with Venus, material possessions, um, love, beauty, anything related to this idea of abundance and lushness and beauty and flow and things that feel good, things that feel sensual. Any way that we can work with this moon around our outer surroundings and of course, our inner surroundings, because obviously we can always flow to that. But if you've been wanting to draw in something um, kind of that you can hold in your hands and you are really uh, leaving a space for this or better. So if you're calling in a house, it's always really helpful to say, uh, you know, divine, I, I, you know, call in my, my home, the home I desire. And if it is not in highest and best, may there be something different or better. Um, may there be a better house if there's meant to be a better house. So I just want to leave a little bit of room, but the full moon in Taurus is a great opportunity to call that in. And that's just coming up in a couple of days. And then around November 18th, the new moon in Scorpio will be upon us. So I don't need to talk about this <laughs> to convey what a big deal that is. It's going to be real powerful. Big time, big time, big time. Um, the new moon in Scorpio, obviously most people listening to this probably know that new moons are a sacred fresh start. They're a time to plant seeds of intention. Scorpio is the death energy. It's the energy of major cycles of growth and change and transformation. It's sex, death, rebirth. It's Pluto. We have the opportunity to plant seeds for a new world to be born in this energy. Um, this can be a very great collective intention that we can set that um, all beings, may all beings be happy and free. May all beings who are asleep, may... Um, they wake up, may we wake up, may any part that is out of alignment with our planet from the root out with human consciousness, may there be an awakening. There are many different ways that we can do that. Of course, we always want to start with us. So 
we cannot expect other people to do things that we're not willing to do. Um, if we have impatience with someone in an area, oftentimes it's an area that is either sensitive for us or we're struggling with ourselves. Not always, but most of the time. Um, whatever feels most resonant, it's a really powerful energy to lean into with regard to our personal transformations. Um, and there you have it. We're also doing a really powerful transition. Venus will be in Scorpio this month. Um, and then we'll shift into Sagittarius on December 1st. Venus in Scorpio is always a real juicy place for that energy to be in very intense. So, um, definitely a time to connect with all that good stuff in the sacral chakra area. And, um, y'all, I think that's it. I think that's it. This was a really interesting one to channel for you all. Um, I really hope it serves. I think at the end of November, we're going to look back on this episode and be like, wow, there's been a lot of recentering. Maybe recentering isn't very sexy. So it's a little hard to connect, um, <coughs> with that concept maybe, but, um, yeah, I hope that this served and I hope that you loved it. Um, I wish everyone a very happy Samhain and, um, I have a couple of announcements. The first announcement that I have is, um, I recommended some, I just was, this is more like a PSA. Um, I recommended a project, um, by my really dear friend, Rebecca, uh, and a couple of people reached out to me, um, and basically I just want to say that Rebecca's project is about, um, something related to the Jewish faith and a couple different people responded for a couple of different reasons about how they didn't really feel like that was a reflection of their experience with being Jewish. So I just want to share that, um, I do believe in, Rebecca's work and, uh, a hundred percent of her project. But of course, um, it, it, in no way is one person a representative for a whole faith. And so, um, I just absolutely want to share that, um, you know, I stand by, uh, um, uplifting and endorsing her and also 100% want to honor, that um, in no way is one person a representative for a whole faith. And so if anyone was um, feeling a little uncomfortable with that, I just wanted to uh, offer that. Uh, so you are seen and heard. Um, and I love you and I love Rebecca. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, another uh, thing is um, that was kind of a cool thing is that I was in the New York Times last week and I was in a piece about the tarot. So if you'd like to read about that, the link is in the liner notes. I'm in it with some really, really cool people. I'm in it with um, this incredible illustrator, Christy Road, I think her name is, who's creating the Next World Tarot. Uh, I'm in it with Vicki Noble, who created the Mother Piece, Kim Kranz, who created the Wild Un the Wild Unknown. Um, with Sasha Pierce, who did um, her incredible book. I don't know if her name it actually is Sasha Pierce. I think so. I'm so bad. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm like on air. I love how I'm saying on air as though like I'm live here. Um, I'll correct myself. I don't think that's her name. Maybe it is. 
Sasha Graham. Sorry about that. Sasha Pierce is an actor in Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, Sasha Graham, an amazing reader and an amazing author of a book about um, all kinds of different, um, I think it's tarot spreads. She's an author of two books. Yeah, 365 tarot spreads. She's great, written by my... Um, a lovely woman that I know named Brina. Uh, it's a great article. The link is in um, the notes on the podcast. I was really proud to be in it. Super beautiful experience. And if you like that, you can check it out. Uh, also, LA folks, I'm coming to, I'm, I'm going to be in you. I'm going to be in you this month a lot. So I will be in Los Angeles for Mercado Sagrado in Malibu on the 4th and 5th of November. And I will be seeing people for intuitive soul readings, a very limited amount of intuitive soul readings at that festival in Malibu. And I will be teaching a workshop and, uh, all the information can be found at the link, uh, in the podcast notes. Um, there it's in there really clearly where you can click and book and all that stuff. And then I will also be in LA from November 15th to the 20th and we'll be taking appointments all through there. And I'm teaching two classes, one at women's space on, I believe the 19th and one with the spirit house collective, the amazing Asia de uh, on the 18th about, um, using tarot as a tool to move through cycles of life and death, actually, which is new and will be a brand new workshop that I will be workshopping <laughs> in LA. So if you'd like to come and work with me or you'd like to get a reading from me and you're in LA, um, I will, I will be there and I'm available to you. So booking is open for all of that. And it is live again on the link in the podcast. And, um, I think that's it. God, I hope I'm not forgetting anything. Um, yeah, I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, happy Samhain. Happy Halloween. Happy Day of the Dead. Happy, um, happy life. Um, yeah, <laughs> happy life. Happy death. It's going to be a really powerful month, and I'm very grateful for the beautiful community that has begin to, begun to bloom from this podcast. It's been such a rich gift. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you like this podcast, um, I've gotten such lovely reviews. Thank you so much for anyone who's left a review. It's like so kind. Um, if you like it, subscribe. If you like it, please share about it to anyone that you might like. If you'd like to write about it or if you'd like to share about the podcast, if it feels um, useful and helpful to you, um, and if you'd like to share the word, I'd love that. And if not, just keep listening because I love that too. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Hope everybody has an absolutely beautiful week. I will see you for next week's episode, which will be a beautiful interview with a little tarot soul. Uh, have an absolutely wonderful first week of November, complete with Halloween, full moon, very powerful. And I will see you next time. Okay, bye.